Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love Cross Tracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and user of Cross Tracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about Cross Tracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with Cross Tracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption, really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Crosstracks, if you're an investigator, you should be using them today. Welcome to PI Perspectives. This week's guest, Harvey Morse. Harvey is an expert on genealogical research and has worked on some real high-profile cases. His family has been in the business for over three generations. Harvey also formed FAPI, the Florida Association on Professional Investigators. They have a great free conference coming up at the end of the month. So please welcome Harvey Morse and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Uh, today we are talking FAPI. We are talking uh, the virtual conference that's coming up, or, but we're also going to talk about genealogical studies. Um, I've got uh, the founder of, or one of the founders of FAPI, uh, Harvey Morse here with me. Harvey, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for being here, Matt. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, such an honor to have you, man. Uh, you, uh, your company and, and what you guys do um with the genealogical studies. I mean, you're, you're kind of like the go-to <laughs> the folks that know how to do this stuff. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your background and, and how you got into the business and uh, you know, what you guys do. Certainly. My grandfather actually started the business of missing and locating missing and unknown heirs to estates back in 1939. Okay. So we are about 82 years old. It's always been a family business. Wow. Uh, my nephew Ari makes it fourth generation. I was third generation. And what we do is really unique because I never know where I'm going to be tomorrow uh, because we're, we're uh, relegated to go where attorneys want us to go. Right. And it could be anywhere in the world. And I have fortunately been all over the world uh, in this business. What's that passport look like? How many stamps you got on there? I got a lot. <laughs> and I've got some that I don't want to ever use again either. I'm sure. <laughs> and I've got one pending that I don't want to use in the future. Wow. However, uh, uh, our unique specialty is somebody passes away and there is a sum of money or property or things to be distributed. And the attorneys don't know who the rightful heirs are 
or sometimes there are people that come forth that are not rightful rightful heirs, but they have a similar name. They think they're related, and they want to lay claim to the assets. Well, we are the guys that come in and do all the genealogical work. I call it forensic genealogy. And we determine who the rightful heirs are based upon records and documents and uh, unconvertible facts. So they're, they're proven. They're there. They're in registries of deeds and registries of vital statistics. We then present affidavits to the attorneys. We then go testify in court. We prepare these genealogical charts. Sometimes they're massive. Sometimes they're 20, 25 feet long, uh, depending on how prolific the family was. Sometimes it's just one little sheet of paper because it was one child and one descendant. Right. And the laws of each state vary. We have to be familiar with the laws of descent and distribution in each state. My background is I went to college. I went to law school. I am not an attorney, uh, but I know just enough to be dangerous as far as uh, locating as a concern. Perry Mason. <laughs> Perry Mason. And, we're all, and we've all been uh, qualified as expert witnesses in this field in multiple jurisdictions and multiple states. That's great. You guys were uh, Ancestry.com before Ancestry.com existed, right? Yeah, but that's been a big help, though, I tell you that. I mean, I'm the guy that used to climb up on the bookshelves in the library to get in Boston to get to the... 30 foot height where city directories were located and had to blow the dust off them in the first place and yeah. one leg on each side of the, the the corridor and trying to hold a book in my hand 30 feet up in the air that's amazing you know a lot of stories a lot of yeah stories. yeah just to to see how technology has changed and and how you're able to use it to your advantage and you know that now throwing these the dna markers too that everyone's out there running around getting their tests to see well it's still not always the the easiest thing either it's, it's obviously a new form of technology but there's nothing like looking at those old record books and, and even those are not available on ancestry. And sure. there were some paper trails that are, that are just amazing. And, you know, I once wrote an article and I entitled it, uh, how to find anyone almost. <laughs> you crazy. never know. Yeah. It's crazy. I had the um, opportunity to go to Ellis Island a couple of weeks ago with my kids. Uh, and uh, Man, it's so great going there. I hadn't been there since I was a kid and they obviously have upgraded it and it made some changes and uh, I wish I had more time, <laughs> you know, it's because you get lost. I have an actual funny story. My grandfather who started our estate business came into Ellis Island from Russia and he was just a little kid and he didn't speak English or anything. And, he was asked his date of birth and shook his head and uh, the customs inspector gave him a piece of paper. He says, you like, look like such a nice little boy. I'm going to make it so it's always a celebration on your birthday. And he hands him a piece of paper that said he was born on July 4th. There you go. <laughs> and we always celebrated July 4th as his birthday as we really never knew his exact date of birth, nor did he. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, everyone's got stories like that. For me, it's like my last name, right? So my last yeah. name isn't real. They made it up when my family right. got there, right? Exactly. Right. So and that happened a lot. If there were people, if the customs person couldn't spell a name properly, mm-hmm. you hand you a piece of paper, and that was your name, and that was it, and that was official, and it was just that simple. And that is also one of the issues we deal with in our forensic genealogy. A name can be misspelled. It can be mispronounced. Uh, from what the, what it actually was from Europe. And uh, this is where we really get involved in some of the more technical stuff. Yeah, I think it's it's neat that, you know, and anybody that carries my last name, chances are we're probably related. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> the, the S-P-A-I-E-R, the way it is now, really is S-P-Z-J-A-E-R, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Exactly. And they weren't having it. They were not having it at all. <laughs> exactly. And that's, and that's just, just what we have to work with. Yeah. Before, like, I've been to the Ukraine. I've been to Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Russia. I mean, all over the place. Going to these archives where vital records are kept and examining the records, taking photographs of them, because you don't have copy machines at all these places. Sure. And looking at the bindings, making sure pages weren't inserted, uh, because there is uh, sadly a Russian mafia. I mean, think about it. If there's an estate worth seven million dollars, they grab the seven million dollars by presenting phony records. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty easy and a pretty nonviolent crime, but it's a crime. Yeah. Uh, so we have to look very carefully at the documents that are presented and whether they were whether they were actually the real documents that were presented. Sure, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's crazy um, how people can do things and and how a service like yours is is, is needed to uh, refute any uh, potential yeah. uh, bad exactly. people out there that are that are laying claim. Uh, yeah. And uh, it, it, I take it a step further, right? That you've got different languages now. Also, you're taking <laughs> photographs yeah. of, of oh, things yeah. that you probably can't even read. <laughs> like, well, what we have to do is we have to use certified translators that have been approved by the Hague Convention uh, that uh, can testify in court as to what a document act actually says. Right. I mean, I don't speak uh, Russian. But I'm going there to look at Russian documents, so I have to have a Russian translator with me. As a matter of fact, you get a kick out of this from an investigatory point of view. My contract to go abroad requires my ability to retain an attorney at my expense, a Mm -hmm. translator, and security personnel. As we have been in some difficult situations trying to look at records. Right. That's interesting, man. I mean, I guess that's trial and error, right? <laughs> like, you know, obviously somebody was in a situation sometime. They're like, oh, okay, yeah. next time we come out, we're bringing the big guns with us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're probably on any type of cases we've never dealt with before. I mean, and recently, more recently, we just finished the James Brown estate. We had the Epstein estate. We had the Prince estate. We had the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami, which was a double homicide estate. Uh, it just goes on and on. 
Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I remember there there were times I think the last time I talked to Ari, he's like, Yeah, we got a big one, but I can't talk about it right now. <laughs> so, right. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh which is which is great. I'm um, supposed to be going to Kazakhstan, fifty miles from Siberia, and I'm telling the attorneys it's been a pleasure, but I am not going. There you go. <laughs> right. For a multitude of reasons. So what I did is I was able to set up a Zoom interview uh with the record keeper in Kazakhstan wow. with a notary and a translator. Mm-hmm. Now, whether the court is going to accept that one yet, I don't know. It hasn't, it hasn't gone to trial. So do you have to do like an apostille there? I, I guess yes. you'd make sense since you yes. do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, Absolutely. Um, yeah. It sounds very expensive what you do. <laughs> it is expensive. <laughs> But we were only, bear in mind, we only get involved in the larger cases that involve Europe. But, for example, our firm did the uh, clearing of title for the National Seashore in Cape Cod. All these properties that people had owned for years and years and lost track of who owned what. And the government wanted clear title to make the national uh, park. And they came to us and said, okay, you've got 500 pieces of land. We want to know who the rightful owners are. And that took several years, if you can imagine. That is amazing. Um, So, you know, I think as investigators, we get calls all the time uh, for for this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we try and stumble our way through (laughs) next of kin but there, there does reach a point where y- y- you come in and you say, okay, we got to, we got to call in the experts here. You know, we right. got to uh, do it a different way. And, um, you know, what are some of the mistakes you think that investigators make before reaching out to folks like you? Well, the biggest problem is they don't necessarily have the credentials that will be accepted by a court, uh, nor the ability to conduct investigations in foreign countries. For example, if you told me right now that you have you were an attorney and you have a new case in Paris, France, it would take me less than 30 minutes to call a fellow genealogist who is certified, well-known, et cetera, in mm-hmm. Paris, France, to begin working on the case. Whereas somebody who's not experienced in the field, the first thing is, where are the records in Paris? Who do I call? Uh, Do I have to pay this person in advance? How much is it going to cost? We avoid all of that. We just, like the fire department, you give us a city, a state, a country, and we know where to go and who to speak to. Sure. And literally, that's developed over the 82 years we've been in business. That's awesome. It's really great. Yeah, wow. it's an immediate trust thing. Yeah. If if I need someone in, in again, say, Paris uh, or any any foreign country, they know us, we know them, and it's not. I don't have to tell them who I am and explain what I'm doing. They grasp it immediately because time is of the essence in some of these things sure. due to statutes of limitations, as you yeah. well know. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely uh, you know, something that you got to be proactive with. So, right. 
Okay, so we're, we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, uh, we're, we're going to take a complete left turn. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a really cool event that's happening, a free event, uh, a virtual event uh, that uh, I'm actually a part of and I'm honored to be a part of. Um, you guys we're, do, we're thrilled that you are. Yeah, you guys do a great job with, with stuff. And, um, you know, I, I really want to dig into that, um, the, the Fappy Conference. So everybody sit tight. And uh, when we come back, we're going to jump into that topic. We'll be right back. Want full data access without a site inspection? IRB Search gives you full social security numbers, dates of birth, up-to-date contact info, and so much more without the inconvenience or cost of an inspection. As an added bonus, you can access IRB data on any device in any location. You'll always have the best data anytime, anywhere. Visit irbsearch.com and use exclusive promo code PIPOD2021 for a free trial and 100 credits. Offer available for new and returning customers. Looking for an insurance agent that puts you first? Every PI business is different. That's why OREP Insurance can shop multiple markets to ensure you get the best coverage to meet your unique business needs. OREP's model is business by the golden rule, and for over 20 years, they've built their business by putting their clients first. So come enjoy a fast online application and same-day certificates of insurance at OREP.org. OREP has coverage for armed investigators, executive protection, and even has a separate policy for security firms. The application takes less than five minutes, so visit OREP.org today. OREP.org. The summer's here, and that means it's time to bundle discounts with the Investigator Education Consultants. Bundles are available on the fundamentals of the profession, gumshoe talent, putting it all together, hard time crime, and pocketbook crime. If you purchase any of these combinations, you'll receive a 10% discount by using the code BUNDLE, B-U-N-D-L-E. Visit the website at investigationeducation.com. That's investigationeducation.com. It's not too late to register for the Tally Conference on August 10th to the 14th in League City, Texas. Learn more at tally.org. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine, available online or via hard copy. Visit pimagazine.com to learn more. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Uh, today we've got Harvey Morse uh, from the Morse Genealogical Services Company. And uh, we were talking about uh, all that cool uh, genealogical stuff, but we're going to make a left turn here and talk about the FAPI conference. So, um, Harvey, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Matt. Uh, so, FAPI, tell me, what, what is FAPI? Okay. FAPI is the acronym for the Florida Association of Private Investigators. I founded that organization many, many years ago. And uh, we've got about 300 members or so at the present time. And we're all about education, all about training, and all about doing things that are right for the private investigative industry as a whole. Right. Our company is Locators International. We're based out of Daytona Beach. And uh, again, similar to the genealogical company, we've been in business as private investigators over 50 years. 
And we have our network, just as most other private investigators do throughout the United States. And again, a lot of what we do is all personal relationships. That's the way things are these days. Right. Right. So Fappy, uh, Fappy has all volunteer offices. Nobody gets paid for anything. Everything we do, we do for the love of the profession and for helping one another. We call ourselves the Fappy family. And we really are a Fappy family. We've had instances where people were really uh, hard-pressed, couldn't pay their uh, house rent. Other members chipped in, just like you do if you had a real family or somebody was sick and they needed uh, some help to get to a doctor or something like that. We are the kind of organization that do those things. In addition to the traditional trainings, conferences, and, and such that other similar organizations do. And we connect with a bunch of other organizations throughout the United States. Right. So um, this is, I think, the second year you're doing virtual? Second. This is the second year we're doing virtual. I'll tell you how that started. Well, we, when COVID hit, everybody really that needed CEUs was in a hard place. Sure. They couldn't get out. They couldn't get their CEUs. And I came up with the idea, well, let's do a virtual conference provided we can get CEU approval. Right. So... One of our current president, John Gaspar, took it upon himself to be the one to get the CEUs. And with the biographies and, and the subject matter of each of the speakers, we were able to get CEUs from several states, including Florida Department of Law Enforcement, the Florida Bar, and for people that just could not get out uh, to get the training they needed, which the, because the obvious consequence is loss of your license or suspension. Right. So, so we felt kind of a, a friendship, morally, moral obligation to all the other licensees, especially the private investigators. Right. And at our last virtual conference, we had over 850 people online with uh, fabulous speakers. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're going to be one of them during this year's conference, which will sure. be August uh, 23, 24, and 25. And it is totally free. We do it really as a as a professional service. I can't say a public service, but, but it is kind of a public service. Sure. And uh, at the conclusion of the event, you will be able to download a certificate for your particular entity, whether it's an association or a state that we've had approved for the CEUs. And we're doing it this year a little differently than last year. We're doing it from 1 p.m. to 5. So the people that have work to do, they can do it in the morning. Yeah. And and we'll have some fun stuff afterwards. Uh, Happy hour? Yeah, we have a fappy hour. Got to have the fappy hour. hour. <laughs> and I think Mark Hurwitz, who's one of our members and a, and a great guy, and he's he does a lot of fun stuff afterwards. It's almost as if you were really there. 
I think he's doing something on how to prepare certain alcoholic beverages or something or other. So we have a lot of fun at the same time that we do the educational things. Sure. Yeah, no, I definitely made some friends last year at uh, FAPI. Yeah. Um, yeah. th that's great. So who are some of the other speakers besides uh, the, the, well, this hack over here? Well, I ask for that. I have the list uh, of some of them here. We have Mike Graziano. He does electronic and cell phone technology. Uh, he's going to do a couple uh, segments there. We have um, Peter Gallo. Peter, he's he's a great guy, great speaker, almost an entertainer. Yep. And he's going to do his, uh, and an, uh, an attorney in several countries. And he's going to do a section on international fraud. Uh, we're going to have uh, the director of the Division of Licensing from the state of Florida. We're also going to have the uh, uh, John Raymaker, who is the legal part of the Division of Licensing. We're going, and he'll be taking licensing questions from all over, from other states and other people. He did a great job with that last night. Uh, Chris. Salgado is uh, is going to be do a section on OS uh, INT investigations, and he's going to do a big segment there. Kevin McLean is going to do a segment on Freedom of Information Act requests, and um, John Gaspar and Reggie Montgomery are going to each do a half section each on ethics because even if you have a real estate license you still need to have an ethics uh component to keep your license active sure. and ethics is good for all of us anyway and then we have kelly riddle who's going to do uh, a section on international cases and and how to navigate through them and um let me see we're going to have one other individual here, Paul Jab, he's going to do something on the pitfalls of running a private investigative agency. So a pretty, pretty good agenda with some fantastic speakers. Yeah. Including I mean, you. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I'll be talking yeah. on, on witness statements um, yeah. and uh, taking witness statements virtually and some of the, the, the new technology, new things that are uh, being put in place and, and just, uh, you know, things to uh, to look for when you're actually doing an actual statement in person. So, I, it, again, it's a huge honor. I joke, I joke about me. Uh, it, it is an honor to, to speak to you guys, and uh, I, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm have excited a great to be, audience. So yeah. Have a yeah. Great eight, audience, yeah. 800 people last year, and it's free, which yeah. is great. Right. Um, the so, way people register, if I may. Yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> so. uh, our website is www.myfapi.org, M-Y-F-A-P-I. And you can also look up Florida Association of Private Investigators, mm -hmm. and you can just uh, register right on that site. We're also, and I didn't mention this, but it's important, we're also going to have a bunch of vendors and allow them to make sh very short, like, five-minute presentations on the services they offer right. to the investigative community. Right. And uh, 
that'll be very interesting too. As you say, the technology changes and sure. services change. And that way we present a really re- well-rounded virtual conference. Of course, we're supposed to have our live conference in February or March. We're not sure yet um, because we had to postpone that for the last two years due to COVID. Right. So we, we still have that thing in the works. That's great. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, that whole like vendor thing. So I participated in that last year uh, with Investigators Toolbox, and it was great to have people come in. You know, it's, it's something to um, talk about something and uh, say like, hey, you can do this, you can do that with it. And, um, you know, um, you know, t- I guess should, it, it's better to show somebody, right? So what I appreciate about it is I was able to share my screen and go in and walk through the site and show people some of the benefits of, of um, you know, training and, and uh, resource management and, and things like that, where, you know, they wouldn't get that five minute pitch essentially um, right and, so, and you, people can ask questions time permitting yeah. which is, makes it very very interactive and then we'll probably have some breakout rooms if you had say an abundance of questions for investigators toolbox yeah. you go in a breakout room and people can go into that room and just work with you and you can explain what you sure. want how you want it to them and answer your questions yeah, it's, it's almost great. as if you were live. It's great. Yeah. I, I I give you guys a lot of credit too for offering it for free, um, and and even on a sponsorship wise, like like not even pressing on the sponsors to give financial support on it. Just saying like, right. hey, we're doing this thing, and it's really just for the passion we have for the industry. Exactly right. right. And, yeah. and folks like they appreciate that. You know, I know I joined Fappy, yeah, and yeah. and that you know, last year it was like one of the things. Okay, yeah. you're going to put this thing on. You're going to do it. I'm absolutely going to support your organization, um, and it's uh, it, it it's great. And I know a bunch of people in Fappy, um, guys like Mark and John, and, and you know, like they're they're good people. Absolutely, you know, they're good investigators. They're good resources to have. So, um, and Ari too. And I guess you're okay. Yeah, uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's okay. He's my 401k. There you go. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that, man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's great. I'm excited to be a part of it. Again, it was an honor. Um, I I know originally I was supposed to be one of the live speakers too, like in person. Right. And that still may happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's the finally, are you going to get a point? You'll be like, finally, (laughs) finally. Finally, It's it's been, it's been rough. I mean, Florida does not have CEUs that are mandatory to keep the license, but take people in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, where if you had in other states, if you don't get your CEUs, you are out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. And e- even like, I know it was an issue for like renewals, right? So the people yes. that were, their licenses were due to expire, like during COVID up in New York, right. yeah. you know, the, the agency's offices were closed. So right. Like, mm, what am I doing here? <laughs> you like, my, it says my, my license is expired, but yeah, obviously I can't renew it because the offices are closed. Like, is this going to affect my work product? Is some like savvy turning to be like, well, you know, we're going to move to exclude this report because at the time it was provided, you know, the, 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 he was not recognized as being a licensed private investigator in the state of New York. Right. And yeah, chances are judges going to be like, yeah, get out of here. You're wasting time. But there, there's always a possibility that could happen. Right? Right. Anything that 
comes out negatively against you for whatever the reason is perceived as being negative. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't want that to happen. No, you definitely don't want that to happen. Um, All right. So yeah, we, you know, I wanted to have you come on and just kind of talk about uh, the conference and um, you know, what people can expect. Please, folks, go register. I mean, it's free for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to cost you anything other than than your time. And four hours a day is nothing. I mean, make make the investment in yourself. Um, the content, other than that hack, that's going to be talking about witness statements, and the content's going to be great. Um, and, and you can also pick and choose. You don't have to sit there for all four hours. Right. You can just go to those topics that are are of interest. Are relevant. Yeah, we'd like you to you know do the whole thing because it is an educational program sure but if you just want to pick up one or two areas uh, we, we've got you covered it can only benefit you right so right. um okay so let's plug the site one more time right is it myfappy.org i think is what you said right yeah myfappy.org or look up florida association of private investigators and just direct you to our website Awesome. And then uh, the genealogical uh, company and your, your investigation company. The investigative company is Locators International, mm-hmm. Inc. And the genealogical company for any probate matters whatsoever is Morse Genealogical Services, LLC. Awesome. Awesome. Harvey, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for doing what you do for the industry. Um, you, you, well, you definitely. You yeah, you guys for letting yeah. us promote it and for yeah. making people aware of it. We, sure. we are very grateful to you. Yeah, we got to beat that eight hundred number. So, folks, you you got to go and sign up. I'm I, I get obsessive with stuff like that. So, I get OCD right now. He <laughs> will not be satisfied until there's at least eight hundred one people there. So, right there you go. That's my challenge to, to everybody. Okay, that sounds good to me. All right, uh, thank you, Harvey, and uh, I'll, you, I'll see you virtually. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Thank you, Harvey, for coming on and talking a little bit about what you do and how you do it. Consider registering for the free FAPI virtual conference in a few weeks. The show notes will have more info. And thanks to Crosstracks, IRB, Investigator Education Consultants, OREP, and Tally for sponsoring the show. So please support our great supporters. Have you thought about joining Investigators Toolbox? Now's the time to get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals. Use code PIP201836 to save 10% on membership. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.